Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, I'm Adrian Durham. It's time to look back at day 10 on World Cup Daily, where England beat Wales 3-0 in the Battle of Britain here in Qatar, meaning Gareth Southgate's three Lions, top Group B, and advance to the knockout stages where they will play Senegal. But Wales are eliminated. It's 23 yards out. It's Marcus Rashford. Oh, and he's got Sensational. It's past Danny Ward into the top right-hand corner. Kane playing across the six-yard box. is in behind Connor Roberts, right-hand side of the area, checks, gets it onto his left foot, oh, finds it, straight through Danny Ward for number three. Two for Rashford, one for Foden and England, make it look easy in the end, they top the group, seven points from their three games. In the other game in Group B on TalkSport 2, USA beat Iran 1-0, so the States finish as runners-up and will play the Netherlands, England plays Senegal. Let's hear from the England manager, Gareth Southgate, with Faker Others. Adrian Durham has just said you made it look easy in that second half. Did it feel easy from your position sitting on the bench? Well, I thought we played well. Um, I thought we had control of the game throughout. Uh, but in the first half, we were a little bit slow passing forward. And we obviously didn't create enough clear-cut chances. Um, we, we got a little bit stuck in the wide areas. And we didn't get enough forward runs from midfield at times. We needed, And we needed more from our forward players. So... Um, second half we had the same level of control and of course the bit of quality for the to win the free kick for the opening goal and an incredible bit of quality for the goal so we had then those moments of special play that your big players need to produce and um, they did that yeah they certainly did what did you say to them at, at half time because it felt as if they come out with a, a different intent and then you switched Marcus Rashford and, and Phil Foden over yeah well we felt that I mean, if you speak to them, Marcus would prefer to play on the left, Phil would prefer to play on the right, but um, they actually, we were getting stuck, we were getting to them, they were having to come, both having to check back too much, we weren't getting that opportunity of going around on the outside, and of course we knew that Phil could come inside for Luke to go on the outside, so it worked in that his run for the goal produced that moment, of course he then pops up on the far post for the tap-in, and Marcus goes on the outside for, for his goal as well, so in the end it's about players, they, they delivered the moments, um, 
And, and I have to say, I thought our, our defence was excellent and I thought our midfield boys did, did exactly what we'd hoped. They won a lot of second balls, they won uh, a lot of balls from the counter-presser um, and they really controlled the area of the pitch and made it an easier game for our forwards and for our defenders. Phil Foden's actually just told me that he thinks his best position is 10. Well, yeah, well, it's, but he never plays there, does he? So, you know, it's hard to work that out. I, I can see why, but, you know, we need a little bit of evidence of it being used at times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, two goals in 90 seconds gave you the opportunity to freshen things up going into the knockout stages. How key was that? Yeah, well, particularly important for us to get Kyle Walker on the pitch, to get Calvin Phillips on the pitch, because they're the ones who've missed match minutes with the, uh, the injuries that they've had. So, so of course, it's always nice to get the, the, all the changes on, but those two in particular today were key for us. How pleased are you? Seven points, nine goals, which I think is the most that England have ever scored in a, in a World Cup. An impressive run going into the last 16. How pleased are you? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm really pleased, but I was pleased three or four days ago. Nobody else was. So um, it's that, that's how it is. Um, I think we've played well through it. We've navigated a tricky group tonight. We dealt with an occasion that, you know, can be very tense, but our players showed their experience. They showed their class. And um, I was really pleased with the way they handled it all. Just finally, Senegal next in the last 16 mm. up at Albate, where you were yeah. just the other day. How are you looking at them as opponents? Yeah, well, it'd be tough. I saw them play Iran in Vienna about two months ago and um, very well organised. They've got a lot of good individual players. Of course, a lot of players playing in the big European leagues. So, And the expectations now will rise, of course, which is brilliant because we'd have given everybody a great night at home, which we want. Um, so we've got, we've got to handle that. Brilliant stuff. Congratulations Thank tonight. You, Thank you, Gareth. Thank you. There you are, seeing the manager, Gareth Southgate. Uh, the Foden debate, his best position will continue. Um, has he played his way into the starting 11, though, Stuart Pearce? He's got very, very close to it. As I say, Rashford, Saka, Foden and Sterling, for me, are in those wide areas, any two from four. But what he has done, because of uh, the form, they probably put Grealish further down the pecking order, in my opinion. It's interesting how similar the uh, qualifying group at this World Cup was to the Euros last year uh, for England. There was a nil-nil in the middle of it and everybody got down. Gareth thought it was fine and he was still positive. Managing the group, getting out of the group and winning the group uh, is all that matters, isn't it? Exactly that. I mean, he's, we thought we, we had a group that was a decent group for us. It's panned out that way. And we're sat here at the moment. We scored a few goals. Feel good factor. Everyone's fully fit and looking forward to the knockout stages. Just having a look here, Jim's done some really good work there. It's interesting to look at um, who could play in certain positions. Jack Grealish, 27 appearances, two goals, two assists. You're looking for better numbers? I personally would, yeah. He runs at opponents, though, and doesn't that disrupt the opponents and therefore he might not get an assist, might not get a goal, but he does cause problems that create openings for others. Well, someone's got a score. He's playing in the same position as Salah, more or less, and Mane, isn't he? They produce, they get 20 goals a season, guaranteed. He has to get more goals. If you play up there, you've got to get goals. That's your job. Score goals, make goals. We have scored nine in this qualifying group, and one of one of the games was a nil-niller, and nine is the most we've ever scored in a World Cup opening group stage. So, Which we're delighted about. And Harry Kane got none of them as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he links a lot together. He's got three assists in one game. He's got three assists 
and, and Jack's got two in 27 games. So, you know, he's got three assists in two or three games. Harry's an interesting one now. As you say, we've scored nine goals in this group. Harry hasn't scored any of those. Yes, he's, he's contributed to three goals in three games. He hasn't scored a goal from open play in his last 11 internationals. Now, he's got three penalties in that time. Clearly an important part. But from a number nine, three assists and, and three penalties, you expect him more than that? Stu, is it a, how much of, it a of a concern is it that he's gone 11 without a goal from open play? I think it always is because I always felt as though if we come into the World Cup, Harry Kane's got to probably come away being the top scorer at the World Cup if we're going to lift the trophy. Now, we're at the group stages, he hasn't scored. Not much of a concern, the group stage has been reasonably comfortable. But in those definitive games where maybe Senegal, it might be France, it might be you know Brazil, whoever it is, you're going to need him to score a goal. Stuart, after the nil-nil against the USA, I was down and you picked me up and made me feel positive. After this game, I feel fantastic and you're bringing me down. Let's get the uh, Welsh view. They're out. They've been beaten 3-0 here tonight by England. Rob Page is with Faker Others. Rob, commiserations. I know not the ending that you were hoping for. How do you assess that performance? Well, if you're going to lose a game of football, I'd rather do it in that manner than any other. So I thought first half, they were excellent very disciplined in the shape we changed it we changed the formation because we wanted more attack attacking options on the ball when we won it and, and posed them a threat um, and then within the space of two three minutes second half we find ourselves two nil down one was a, a great strike and the second one was a, a gift from ourselves and when you give top teams opportunities like that they're gonna they're gonna take it with both hands so um yeah a mixture of emotions like i said disappointed we've lost disappointed we're at the tournament but proud of the players for even getting us here in the first place it's an unbelievable achievement for that group did it almost feel as if all that work that you'd done to get here you were like well we're here now and then it just overwhelmed a, a little bit yeah i'm not sure the first half against usa i'll give them that yeah the iran game no no um we'll we'll, we'll address it we'll have a look like we do every camp we'll have a staff together and have a look back on on maybe where it went wrong and and um and correct it for the in the future. You had players dropping like flies, particularly in the in the second half. How is everyone, and how difficult is that to contend with when some of these players have come into the mm. uh, group not necessarily fully fit? Well, that, we've always had that issue, haven't we? Because we haven't got the pool of players that that England have got, for example. You know, you look at the players coming off their bench, and that's no disrespect to our players, not none whatsoever. But um, we haven't got that pool of players playing the top top level football, so. You know, and, and yeah, you're right, we've had a couple of injuries. Nico's had to come off with concussions. So we had to make a change force on us straight away. Gareth at half-time. Um, so it might have been a different outcome if we'd have had the starting 11 that, that, you know, that we had on the pitch to start with if they'd have completed the 90 minutes. But when you make changes, it weakens us a little bit. But um, the younger players that come on today will, will have had you know, great experience from coming on and hopefully that'll make them better in the future. Yeah, just a final word on the Red Wall. They were incredible at, yeah. at the start of the game and have been this whole tournament. They have, yeah. They've, they've helped us get here and, and that reception that we've just had leaving the pitch is incredible and I want to thank them for their continued support and um, yeah, um, I'm really, really proud of them. Thanks very much for coming out, Rob. Appreciate it. Good Pleasure. luck for March. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Dean Saunders just heard Rob Page uh, and his reaction. What do you think? Well, I know that sounds like, to a lot of people, it sounds like a broken record when the pool of players gets brought up. But the tools he's got to work with aren't good enough. And the reason we got beat today is because the players are not good enough. And if you look back to 2016 when we got to the semi-final of the Euros and you go through that team... James Chester was playing at Villa. 
James Collins was at West Ham. Neil Taylor was at Swansea in the Premier League. Joe Allen was at Liverpool. Sam Volks was at Burnley. Bale was, I don't know where Bale was. Ramsey was at Arsenal. They're all playing, Real Madrid, they're all playing in the top league. And now if you go through our team, there's not many. And we can't sign players. We can't buy players. But he's trying to work with what he's got. And when his interview, he does his interview there, he's stuck for words, isn't he? What can he say? Is that the end for Gareth Bale? Sadly, I was watching him. There's no greater sight than Gareth Bale at full flight, running off the pitch, running around full-backs as if they're not there. And the sad part for me today was I don't think we're ever going to see that gliding Rolls-Royce sprint anymore. And if he's not enjoying it, if he can't get the other side of people, he might just chuck the towel in. We may well have seen Gareth Bale in a Wales shirt for the last time, came off at half-time, did not look fully fit all tournaments, and Wales are out. They got just one point from their three games, bottom of the group. They've gone beaten 3-0 by England live on TalkSport tonight. This is the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. Rashford, (laughs) two goals. The only thing I worry about, and I reckon the TalkSport fans worry about it as well, we beat Senegal and then we play France in the quarterfinals. Can we do it, Mickey? Oh, we're going to do it, boys! It's coming home! This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Low ball towards the edge of the penalty area. Big early chance and it is wide of the target. 
And it was Idris Aganage who'd made the late run into the box. Ball running loose in the penalty area here, and Incapier went flying into the challenge, and it's a penalty. It's Saar with the spot kick, and he rolls it into the bottom corner. Here's the corner, and they were queuing up, and it's put in from close range. Moises Caicedo and Ecuador grab a lifeline. Only half cleared, oh, and put in. Kalidou Koulibaly and Senegal come up with the perfect response. It is Senegal, they are the AFCON champions, but they don't have their talisman, Sadio Mane, of course. Idrissa Gay is suspended for the England clash. Uh, it's their first time in the last 16 since 2002. And actually, Alou Cisse, former Birmingham player, is their coach. He's been brilliant uh, for Senegal as a player and as a coach as well. He captained them 20 years ago to their first AFCON final, captained them to their first World Cup quarterfinal 20 years ago as well. As a coach in 2019, they got to their second AFCON final, coached them to their first AFCON title this year, and now they're in the round of 16 at the World Cup under Alou Cisse. And Splitson, they will do their work Stuart Pearce England in preparing for the game but even though Sadio Mane is not playing and Idrissa Gay is suspended England cannot afford to underestimate anybody absolutely not as I say um, we haven't played slickly in all three games we've shown flashes of real slick play but Senegal is going to be the toughest test so far without a doubt Gareth Southgate's uh, post-match interview we heard with Faker others and he talked it basically was like listening to you at half-time about England's performance in that first half yeah it, I mean he seemed to be as frustrated as I was with this slow tempo and, and that was a, a part of our game the other day against the USA such a slow tempo going forward once we get go through the gears we really look a good team and we need to find that a little bit more not it's obviously frustrating the gate it is. <laughs> the gate is Gareth Southgate, of course. <laughs> uh, but he knows what the problem is. And therefore, the logic says to me as a fan, he's got time to rectify it before the next game, no? I would say yes. Yeah. Dean Saunders, how are you feeling? Obviously a bit gutted, but, you know, everything comes to an end. We've had a good 10 years. It's now time to rebuild. There's, there's eight young players there. Roden, Wilson, Nico Williams, Connor Roberts, Colwell, Brooks, Ampadu and Ward. Get them all in a room say I'm going to build the rest of the squad around U8 move the under-21s up to the first team coach them a system get them out there and teach them what international football is about take some blows take a few defeats and let them all get 25 caps between them by the time they're 25 and then we'll get another wave of, of, of teams coming through hopefully and we'll, uh, we'll have another 10 years. The good news is it's an expanded World Cup next time, so there is a chance that Wales might qualify during that rebuilding process. What we did see from the Red Wall, and, and Rob Page said they were brilliant at the end, and they did applaud their heroes at the end of the game, even though they have been beaten and they were out of the World Cup with just a point. And also afterwards, I think it was Chris Gunter, wasn't it, who was, who was out there in, in, in yeah. the crowd and, and singing with them before his warm down. And it uh, tells you the bond that the fans have got with the players. Do you know what, Chris Gunter is a great lad he is the king of the dressing room he's Bale's mate he's Ramsey's mate and we've kept him in the squad because of his off the field professionalism and the way he bonds everything together and I think the way he was acting out there that could be his that could be him saying goodbye as well 100 odd caps amazing great achievement well done Chris Gunter end of an era not just Chris Gunter Johnny Williams is another one good for the camp who may well go Bale we've been talking about may go Aaron Ramsey may go as well that is really the end of a, what has been an incredible era for Wales yeah well well, if we've moved the under 21s up move the 19s up to the 21s the 17s up to the 19s 
you do need a couple of experienced players just to show them the ropes and just to say talk to them on the pitch but um, we're going to have to start from scratch again and take some defeats and we've seen it worked in the past what we've done we've got to do it again and hopefully we get some players that appear from nowhere who are, who are gems yeah Hennessy's another one uh, who's been yeah. there a long time Brilliant. Toshak and Flynn gave uh, him his debut yeah. along with some of the others as well time to reflect and time to rebuild for Wales uh, who at least made it to this World Cup but frankly we're not competitive at this World Cup tomorrow Tunisia against France and Australia against Denmark will complete Group D Tunisia France on TalkSport the other games on TalkSport too and then in the evening 7 o'clock Poland against Argentina Lewandowski against Messi and Saudi Arabia against Mexico in World Cup Group C which will be coming to a conclusion the Poland-Argentina game is on Talk Sports. So that's it from day 10 of the World Cup, a day that saw England qualify for the knockout stages of Qatar 2022, meaning they will play Senegal Sunday evening on Talk Sport, of course. That's at Albate Stadium where England drew 0-0 with the USA, but Wales have been eliminated. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.